What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I'm your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining us on the panel tonight are... Heather DePaz. Roger May. And Johnny Morales. Producing, as always, is Matthew Lubick. Say hi, Matt. I've been playing Captain Toad all day today. It's such a good game. game. (laughs) Captain Toad? Captain Toad Treasure Checker and Octopath Traveler both came out on Switch today. Oh, God, it's so good. I love the fact that you just keep rubbing that. Is, <laughs> is Frogger like his nephew? No. Toad Captain Frogger. Toad, like from Mario, he's a little toad dude. Yeah, like, oh. I'll have to consult with Alex when I get yeah, in. Yeah, Octopath He's probably playing it right now. Yeah. Good, good toad. Well, if this is your first time listening to us, we are not a video game podcast. We are a comics podcast, which we typically review a Marvel book, a DC book, and an indie book each week, along with a graphic novel. We will play some trivia games to give you, the listener, an opportunity to win some hopefully good books each week sometimes a stinker gets through every now and again uh i don't think that's the case this week though breathe Jonathan, breathe. it's a good week <laughs> it's a good week um oh i'm not even going anywhere near <laughs> as fast as i usually do i'm actually exhausted right now so this is slow um but anyway but before we get to all that stuff we're gonna go ahead and toss it over to johnny welcome back thank you and <laughs> tell us about the news i have that ringtone too the, like, news i have that I did miss the sure. very bootlegged uh, news little. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So starting off, news is R.L. Stein is um, signed a multi-book deal with Boom Studios to create uh, four middle grade uh, supernatural horror OGNs. Uh, the first one uh, coming out from the Kaboom imprint in fall 2019. I'm I down. Mean, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the ne- everybody in the 90s read. Yeah. My kids are reading them. They're, they're Zoe's, good. They're Zoe's fun. got like a bunch of the old ones and she's reading them. They were like the gateway to like horror. I missed the show. Yes. That show was low budget, but it was awesome. That's what probably made it off. Yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Gerard's Way Umbrella Academy will return for a third miniseries. Uh, <laughs> Hotel Oblivion will run for seven issues, one issue longer than the previous two volumes, um, with issue number one hitting store shelves October 3rd. I could be wrong. I haven't read that series. I just I hear Gerard Way and shiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the His first one was really actually good, really good. I, I liked it. Okay. I mean, you can tell he he was a novice comic writer. Um, I, I don't know that uh, being an experienced comic writer has helped him that much, <laughs> but it's a it, it's it's a great concept. What, what and with what, some with some great characters. What imprint was it on early on? First or was it still on the same genre? I, I want to say Dark Horse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do they break out into song in any of his comics? No. 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 I just want to know, was this before he started like, <laughs> ripping off Grant Morrison? one of his girls was like a cello. Um, hmm. like a yeah, it was from Dark Horse <laughs> Comics uh, back in 2007. Won two, uh, Best Limited Series in 2008, Eisner. Yeah. I, I never read Dallas, so I can't okay. I can't speak to that one. No. That one's widely regarded as an inferior story. To Umbrella Academy, but but his okay. his fans are really passionate about the book, and I will for that one. I mean, because I mean that that's his brainchild, um, his IP. I I'll definitely read it and okay. and see where he's at with it. I'd be willing to read. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool concept. Wait, yeah. Um, I wasn't gonna put this in the news, but it is, the <laughs> little synopsis is so great. Daniel Warren Johnson from like God Hates Astronauts and. Um, I got like two issues into that before I was like, 
done. Because <laughs> that book and, was so weird. And uh, the uh, the other, I forget what other book, but he has an Eisner winning book anyway. So his Murder Falcon announced by Scout. That's the Scout. same guy. I can't wait for that series. Wait, you just, <laughs> okay. That's the book I was telling you we Murder have Falcon. to review. Okay. Murder Falcon. The so guy here's... comes out to save the world with the power of metal. Well, let yeah. me read it. Okay. <laughs> the world is under attack, and the only thing that stands between it and it Un- it okay. and under con- destruction. That's weird. They, uh, it's already they did a typo. Weird. Is Murder Falcon and Jake's guitar in the upcoming comic series from Daniel Warren Johnson? Announced today by Skybound Entertainment and Image Comics, Murder Falcon finds Earth in peril and Jake's life falling apart. He has no band, no girl, and no future. But then he meets Murder Falcon, who's set from the heavy to destroy all evil. However, he can't accomplish his goal without some help from Jake and his guitar. With every chord Jake plays, the power of metal fears Murder Falcon's kung fu fury against anyone who seeks so to conquer the planet. I'm so down for this book. <laughs> yeah, I want to read this tomorrow. Like I, I cannot wait for Murder did Falcon. You, did you see the trailer? They came out with a trailer for it. No, yeah. there's a trailer. Yes. That sounds crazy. Uh, Roger, we have to review. But that's that. right yeah, up my no, alley. Yeah, no, we we definitely will. For me, it's almost like he he started reading Dark Knight's Metal, and he was like. That's I can do better. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll show you metal. Yeah, I, can metal. Yeah, I cannot yeah. wait for okay. that. Comes out October first from Skybound. That's my first one. That's such a bummer Ooh. that I have to wait that long after getting so hyped after reading that. Yeah, <laughs> Murder Falcon. Murder Falcon. Murder Falcon. Okay. You should see the art to it. It's ridiculous. It's pretty good. Um, next piece of news is uh, Marvel Comics teases new series, uh, The Superior Octopus, with. Uh, Official news coming out at San Diego Comic Con. Is this the Doc Ock? Yeah, yes. yeah, it has to yes. be. Yeah. Like, because he's in the young, he's in a cloned Peter, body yeah. of Pete. Now, right. right, yeah. Yeah, so this is the new okay. uh, book. We don't have. Do we know who's writing or creative team? We or don't is that have. all being announced. That's being announced at uh, San Diego Comic Con, which okay. I believe their panel is on the 20th. What day all right. Yeah. And uh, they also teased. A uh, an image of Spider Gwen, um, and the synopsis said the Ghost Spider debuts. So uh, it's probably a new uh, Spider Gwen um, book with her name being changed changed to Ghost Spider, which I believe it was changed for the animated movie Web Warriors. So you know, Ghost Spider. Uh, well, more at, Ghost uh, Spider kind of sounds cooler than putting your name in your actual title. I think she was just Spider Woman. Oh, was that it? Yeah, yeah she was Spider Woman. Yeah. But marketing said, no, yeah. it's going to be titled Spider Gwen because that's what the fans call her. And the biggest piece of news, at least in my opinion, is uh, G. Willow Wilson is announced as the new Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman writer. Um, and she's, uh, yep. Joining Wilson is artist Carrie Nord, who recently launched The Unexpected. Uh, with writer Steve Orlando for the new age of uh, DC heroes. Um, and that is going to come out on November 14th. You all right? Cool. Yeah, the end. I don't know how I feel about that artist. Is it the same artist they put in the preview? That was the one book that I was like, that I just did not pull. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not familiar with Carrie Nord's work. I know the name. I can't, I, I can't pull up an image. But anyway, that's the news. Cool. Yay. Sweet. All right. We'll go ahead and move on to some questions. Johnny, did I miss anything from last week? Did you miss anything from last week? Uh, no, you could have been a little bit more thorough, but like... Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you did You did a fine job. There uh, we go. Matt. 
Uh, you should read the articles instead of just the headlines, though. Hey, man, I didn't get news to like. Five I threw it on him show. last <laughs> second, Johnny. Yeah. Oh, did you? Okay. <laughs> I was like, Matt, do you have news? Sorry. That's like me. I read the 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 first sentence in the article, and then I'm like, I read the article. I'm good. Yeah, the way I mean, it, the way I do it is like, I just skim the article and copy the most important parts onto a Word document, and that's it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the questions. I got a, a comment and a question from Nathan Armantrout. Okay. Um. So his comment. So th- this is I. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Um. First, uh, Nathan says he says I want to echo what pretty much everyone says about ASCP and Horizon Comics. It truly is an adoptive family, and I'm glad I am a part of it. You all are wonderful people, and it is great to spend time with each and every one of you. Thanks for all that you do in making this shop such a special place and for all the work that is put into making such a great podcast. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, never gets old hearing stuff like that. Yeah, no. thanks, Nathan. Um, Thank you. You are a special person. Um, okay, so his question. All right, so um, Nathan uh, says, I think any comic reader who says they haven't come up with a great idea for a book <laughs> is probably lying. I know I have. Um, mine would be called The Troop, and it would be about a turn of the 20th century vaudeville troop whose members, uh, things like strongmen, mentalists, contortionists, etc., are secretly superpowered and who fight the forces of evil along Ooh. their route. Sounds Art by Joey Benitez. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. So Nathan asks, what is your one-minute pitch for your future best-selling comic book? Oh, I got one. Oh, I got one. Why didn't you give us this question before so we could think about it? I got one. Okay. I don't know how to get it started, but I've always wanted to write a comic for kids to help them um, understand how some kids are different. Like, my kids have, um, well, Crichton has a best friend named Noodle who has a whole host of medical problems. He's, Mm. I think he's six years old now. But he's got the mentality of like a two-year-old and everything. And he doesn't talk and it's always like I know his mom's always wondered what's going on in his head when he's sitting there and he's got these smiles on his face and stuff. So I'd like make a comic where you kind of like go into his imagination of what he is seeing and, and doing in his own head. But then really when you come out of the imagination, it's like, well, there he is and there's nothing wrong with him. He's he's awesome. Right, right. He's just not like you. You know, and I feel like something like that would help kids understand and not bully the disabled kids and kids that are not like them. You know, and you could expand on it to like, you know, kids that are more like on the spectrum or kids that are blind, kids that are missing arms and stuff and just do something like that. That would be an awesome undertaking. I've always wanted to do that or like rise there, but I don't know where to start. That's really cool. Yeah, that um But like I'd call it like like Welcome to Noodles World or something. Yeah, it's pretty good. Because that like like I look at him and I'm just like, Why are you you just got this hugest smile on your face? What are you thinking about, dude? Right. That would be cool. So yeah. I think well, I mean, I think you would start with uh um story concepts, you know. Yeah. Just think about it. Yeah. You know? You should read Joe the Barbarian. I should. I should read a lot of it's, things. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it's not entirely the same like at, at all. It's just like this kid with, um, I, th- I believe he also has a disability that uh, basically knocks him out and makes makes him loopy. And when he's like that, he goes through like this barbarian world where he's the 
you know, the hero in the story. And it's written by Grant Morrison. It's really good. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, but I, know there's like, I like, you know, your idea where the wild things are, like with Ooh, okay. Max and stuff. And that's kind of where the idea came from, but like more focus on like the disabled kids and the kids that are always getting bullied because they're different, you know? That's cool. So yeah, Great that would idea. be mine. Yeah. Matt? Half uh, action adventure superhero comic, half manga type comic. It's Avatar The Last Airbender meets uh, Bleach. It's like a fantasy with sci-fi twist type thing. It's, uh, yeah, there we go. I'd read it. (laughs) I already have it plotted out. (laughs) (laughs) John? Um, Minute pitch. How do I do that? (laughs) Uh, So... Futuristic, dystopian type sci-fi story. Um, that classic kind of like you have the the kind of the overlords that have taken over and that the scrappy rebellion, but the main character would be one of the bad guys. And Ooh. it would start like I'd do a one eighty where you think you're following the hero through the whole first like issue. And then he gets like blown away and killed, and at the last page you meet the actual main character, and it's one of the bad guys. Now you've ruined it nice. for us. Well, well, it's not like it's spoiler. ever <laughs> But the whole point of the you don't know that you're gonna have a lot of time in your squad car. <laughs> this yeah, is I mean, no, you're not. But uh, <laughs> not out in the if AV. He gets, if he gets in like a really good area where there's nothing but happening, yes. The whole, the whole, the actual whole thing would be, uh, it would be a redemption story. So it would actually be. Yeah, that main character going from you know the dark side to the light side and kind of flipping his role and becoming from going from like the greatest persecutor of all the rebellion people to like their greatest champion. Nice, nice, Johnny. So the thing that I would write is like mostly what I would read, which is just <laughs> life of a uh, some teenagers. teenage girl. Yeah, kind of drama, <laughs> all that. Some Sailor Moon stuff. Ooh. I love Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon is awesome. Yes, Sailor is. Moon has been She's done. Awesome. I know Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can't take the name. Dang, Sailor Johnny. Yeah, Sailor Wani. Mm. Wani, yeah. <laughs> Captain Moon. I think I'm more like a Sailor Mercury, but yeah. Dear Lord. Oh, Sailor it? Venus and right. Sailor Saturn. That's where it's at. Okay. Any other questions, okay. or was that it? No, that was nice. It's a, it's what about a great yours? question. Um, I I actually do have several ideas. Um. Matt, well, I'll, I'll get to that later. We'll talk about that later. Yes. Matt, Matt and I touched on a little bit of this earlier. He asked me a question um, that I, I didn't see coming. But anyway, um, I yeah, there's a couple I'm not going to talk about because if I ever develop a work ethic, I will make them comics. <laughs> um, you need a second work ethic? Because <laughs> yeah, you have a pretty good one right now. No, I don't. No, I don't. Um, no, but I but one that I would really love to write. I have a working title for it. It's called Mary Full of Grace, and it's basically uh, Mother Mary as a shit kicking, take no prisoners, uh, right hand of God who's that's awesome dis- dispensing of evil. I would read that's that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd read it. I would it. totally read that. And and at the same time, turning conventional because like, everybody views Mary as a nurturing figure. Yeah. And I like that. Everybody needs a little bit of nurturing, but I would love to give her an edge, you know, uh, and superpowers, you know. Mm. To, when she uh, drops some F bombs. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, you know, I mean, she's definitely going to walk when some lines that, that would make people, you know, yeah. 
because uh, I, I would love to challenge people's notions of what, you know, any preconceived notions. It's like, yeah. hey, look, you really don't know the truth. This could be, this could be real. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it would be fun. I would have a lot of fun. I'd read it. I think this book exists. <laughs> what is it? It's Jason Aaron's The God Deed. The God Deed. The word with Mary. I think it's with everyone. Oh, it's it's the. I think we have a G-deed? lawsuit on our hand, Roger. The what? <laughs> I don't want to say it's oh, a real bad word. Uh, oh yeah, no. Yeah. Um, it's like the damned. Yeah, basically with uh-huh. <laughs> our father. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. They're so a squad. It's it's weird. I don't like it. It's not good. Okay. Well, you could do it better. Mine would be good. Hell yeah, I would. Yours would be just like focus on Mary, and better. then because like Jason Aaron focused on everybody, and he lost the plot. It's bad. You got it. And maybe. You got Mary this. Magdalene will be Oracle. <laughs> 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 It'd be fun. All right, so I, I have a question from Tom. It says, is there any obscure, lesser-known comics anyone reads? Uh, he said, here's an opportunity for you guys to plug something that doesn't usually get attention. And he says, I like to find Zap Comics, the original underground comics Ooh. from the 60s by yep. Robert Crumb. I also live in... That was some weird, funky stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He says, I also live in Kitchener, um, Ontario, Ontario. Canada. Yeah. uh, Which is funny because my mom lived in Timmins, Ontario, or is from Timmins, Ontario. So, uh, the hometown of Dave Sim, and you put in parentheses Cerberus. And so I read that. Okay. Johnny. Yeah. What's up? This is your game, son. This is son. your question, dude. I wasn't paying attention. God. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Plug an unknown or obscure book. Oh. Everybody gets to today. Okay. Uh, can you come back to me? Because I have a lot. <laughs> and, but I want to pick one. He wants I to pick one. To Let him God, have a chance. Johnny. He said he wants to pick one. Okay. Come back to him. No, the he most, just wants uh, to pick one. The most obscure book I read is Lady Mechanica. And, and yeah. You guys because plug that we a lot, push though. it in the show. I mean, in the shop and the show. I don't really consider it obscure. Um, some some other known. shops wouldn't even know about it. Um, anything by Terry Moore. Again, oh, yeah. I mean, he's such a he's such a he, he's been a force in the comics world for twenty five years. So it's hard for me to um, to put him in that category. Um, most most everything else I read is is mainstream comics so i forgot about I, I mean i did read alien toilet monsters we all did i didn't i did not read it i looked pl- at the cover I'm not that gonna, was it yeah i'm not gonna plug it um i don't think yeah. enough people are reading low I, larry's the only person i know that it hasn't come out for a while dude but it's really good <laughs> you know you know what book came out last week what thief of thieves <laughs> That's what? right. It's in its final. They're sending it off. It's been gone for like two, three years. Yeah, I know. Um, but they're actually the seven to it. eternity. The next issue has yeah, been solicited. Finally, because yeah, we're like two or three months not switching artists. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. They, yeah, because the last two issues were with James Heron. Yeah, and he was catching up. Same thing with Gary Frank on uh, um, Kimsey Clock. Yeah, that's, that's how they roll. I would, I would say. Um, Teresa and I both, after we first started getting into indie comics, after we started the shop, um, we started selling a book called Tarot, T-A-R-O-T. Like tarot cards? Oh, Tales of the Black Witch or whatever. 
or something uh, like that. That was Witch of the Black Rose. That's it. Tarot something. Witch of the Black Rose. Like I remember book. bagging up that's like a Yu-Gi-Oh one, card. one or it's, two issues of that, and I was like, like, this can be sold? <laughs> it's very much an adult book. Um, it's it's done by... Uh, um, Broadsword? Balint. Um, Jim Balint. He was a Catwoman, a Batman Catwoman artist in the 90s. Okay. Who went off with his wife, Holly Golightly, and started their own comic company called Broadsword. Um, was that a real Taros, name? sounds so fake. I, yeah, right? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Um, but Tarot was actually, dude, you know what? It was a it's actually well-written, but it, it, it's, well, it's pornographic. So yeah, I, I know read I it. bagged up a couple but, of yeah. issues. <laughs> yeah. I just remember opening no, up I read, and being like, oh my God. Teresa and I, Teresa and I read probably about um, a 15 to 20 issue run of it. It's actually pretty darn good. And it's still going. He's up into like, I don't know, 130 something or he's, he's, they're well into their run on it. And he keeps, you know, he keeps uh, the sequential numbering. So. Cool. All right, Johnny. Yeah, uh, I was gonna mention give me more time to think. <laughs> what I said, give me more time to think. Okay, uh, I was gonna mention my favorite thing is monsters, but that's Eisner nominated, so now that's not you know obscure. Um, and now I get to talk about two books. Anyway, I think, you know, almost anything done by Image is probably not uh, an un- underground or niche book. Okay, well this one's done by Image. Go ahead. Okay, it's uh, the Backstagers okay. by James uh, Tynan. Uh, and uh, I believe it's Ryan Sai. Say, see. Okay. Anyway, he done Munchkin. He's done Munchkin and Stolen Force. Anyway, it's it's a uh, Munchkin the game. Munchkin uh, comic. The comic from series the game. based on the game. Oh yeah. my god. Okay. Um, it's uh, I'm gonna read a little bit of the synopsis. It's an earnest story about finding a place to fit in when you're kind of an out- outcast. Uh, when Jory transferred to the private all boys school, Saint Genesius, he figures joining the stage crew would involve a lot. Just Fetching props and getting Same. splinters. To his, yeah, to his pleasant surprise, he discovers there's a door backstage that leads to different worlds, and all of the stagehands know about it. All the world, all the world's a stage, but what happens behind the curtain is pure magic. It's really earnest, really nice. It's, it's. I don't. James Tynan is is hit and miss uh, for me, but this is just lovely. Like this is my nice. favorite piece of work that he's done. Nice. The backstagers. Sounds nice. Jonathan, you got anything? The Walking Dead. Like, I know I've read obscure stuff. I just, beyond Lady Mechanica, because like you said, everything on Image. I mean, yeah. there's smaller titles on Image that nobody really reads. Like, what about like Peter Pan's or Faust or something like that? That was, that had a pretty art fan. And then yeah. it just, you know, Sadly, never yeah. came out. We should, we should review a graphic. Yeah. But um, I didn't think of... What? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to. Lady Killer, monstrous. No. Th- this wall is like ninety nine percent popular stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, have any. Manifest Destiny. Manifest Destiny is on Mouse the popular. Manifest Destiny. I wish more people would read. It's really That's good. That's actually really good too. That's another one we need to put on the list. Yeah, thank Volume you for turning one. me on for that book. Um, on that book, something. In case anybody's wanting to know what Manifest Destiny is, uh, it's the Lewis and Clark explanation through America. But as Lewis and Clark are exploring the uncharted, you know, West, 
they're coming across various monsters like what they end up calling the buffalo tars and it's like centaurs but they're buffalo and and things like that or these plants that kind of do a zombie thing to you called the flora um and you turn into like a plant like zombie and all kinds of other like there's monstrous toads there's these crazy little pygmy bird things that you know, it's you know, it's I ordered I so ordered crazy. plenty of those uh with the intent of reviewing it. I have plenty of volume ones in stock. We we so should we'll, we should seriously review that. Uh, yeah. Um August. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. We'll make we'll make it happen. Um art's really good in it. Um or if Blake I think Blake's gonna be on I think the end of the month. Blake well, is he's at covering the end for of... Johnny during con. Yes. I'm not and then he's going to be on this 20th. Is that next week? Yeah, that's next yeah, week. O'Connor's next week? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's oh, really I got to cool. give you money, Johnny. Okay. Um, so you can... Yeah, so Blake's going to be any on of the exclusives. next week no, with I Christian. Okay. And then he's going to be on the 27th by himself. So, Blake, when you listen to this, I suggest Manifest Destiny. I don't think he's picked the is book Is that next yet. week? No, or two weeks. Two weeks. In two weeks. Next week is Christian. Next week's East to West with Christian. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then Blake will finish out DePause month because we've adopted him. He's he's yeah. DePause. Or you can Blake just, DePause. Right. <laughs> oh, like, oh, wow. <laughs> that's something. Um, we've adopted him. He's No, you can just tell Blake we're doing Manifest Destiny. Okay. That's, that worked. <laughs> There's another image book, though, that's like a, it's like, if you like Firefly, it's right up that alley. And I can't remember the name of it. It starts with a C. It's, um... um Oh my gosh, it's killing me. It's total sci-fi space western. I know what your book you're talking about. Uh main character is uh she becomes a sheriff. Yes. Her and her son move out oh, to um yeah. Sorry. Oh my I'm, gosh. You it shouldn't <laughs> have said that. Now I, I know what it is and I can't think uh, of it. Ah Johnny. But I'm, well, I'm looking at type faster. Well, there's all the frustration. I would also suggest uh one um Frank Cho's Liberty Meadows. Which is Copperhead. Really good. Copperhead. Copperhead. Copperhead's is. a fantastic book <laughs> that is. nobody's reading. It's yeah. really good. Fantastic book that nobody's reading. Yeah, on Frank Cho. Um, Frank Cho got his start in college doing a um, a serialized cartoon okay. for his school paper, and I'm pretty sure this is accurate. At least it's how I remember it. Um, <laughs> That's good enough. Called Liberty Meadows and. It's there. It's Did like you have a, a collected edition of this in the I shop. I do. I have point? a couple up there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that's why I saw it and I was like, oh, yeah, that would actually qualify. It's really good. Okay. Cool. Um, but he's a, he's a self taught artist and dude's got a crazy good sense of humor. Um, and yeah, it's on a, it's set on a farm and I think it's for like, um, addiction recovery or something like that. But you have talking animals like a talking pig, okay. talking dugs. And they and they all have like addictions and stuff. Um, that sounds awesome. I, yeah, I think so. But it's but because it came out in like cartoon format, like three panel cartoons, that's how the book is set up. It's just one cartoon after another. But, but you, that can you be kind of great because you can just get kind of a one shot yes. fix of something. Because yeah. and you do end up with with like kind that. of storylines that end up getting played out over time. Okay. Um, you know, larger concept stuff. Uh, but it's, it's really good. He's got a great sense of humor. I, I really like Liberty Meadows. Sweet. They should print JL8. J, well, mm. JL8, if anybody's unfamiliar, is... Um, we mention it every few months or so. Yeah. It, it's 
it's a take on the Justice League at eight years old. And yes. it's so the good. the guy that does it Yale actually, Stewart. yeah, Yale Stewart, he has like an actual ongoing story and continuity. That's a fan that's probably my favorite webcomic at the moment. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't work for DC. It's all unofficial, like his own thing. So it can't be. And so he can't print and sell that you right. know, kind of thing. So I like this webcomic called Tiger Lawyer, but let's not get into that. We should do a segment <laughs> on webcomics yes. at some point. Yes. But yeah, there's, be cool. a, there's a lot of good ones out there at least that used to be good when i read them regularly all right uh let's go ahead and kick over to the actual meat of the show johnny tell us about the two marvel books this week i'm doing both yeah you gotta pitch both okay Just pick, pick one at a time then. start right. with the one you want okay um amazing spider-man number one by uh, nick spencer ryan otley uh this is the story of peter all about how <laughs> uh, peter's life got flipped turned upside down now, he'd like to spend a minute Literally. just sitting right here uh, and tell you how he became... The spider? The spider of... Fuck. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, I mean, you were doing pretty good, actually. Yeah. So. I just um, kind of dangled that in front of him, and he just went for it. Yeah. He's help <laughs> Guys, I listen to that theme a lot. I know, yeah, that's why I, I did know. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's basically um, Peter uh, after the fall of Parker Industries, and... Basically, every little tiny event that's led to him being kind of, well, not hated, but disliked by uh, by uh, the majority of the people. Um, it's actually like simple stuff that he's yeah, doing. Yeah, well, one, yeah. one specific thing happens in this right. book to further send his life down the toilet. Right. So they have this uh, new AI that can detect plagiarism, uh, and they use it on one of Peter's papers. Uh, the thing is, uh, Doctor Octopus wrote that paper while he was in Peter's body, so he oh. he gets marked as a fraud, uh, and he gets fired from the Bugle, and this basically, his degree. yeah, his his life does get turned yeah. upside down. Wait, so the, the the paper being credited was Octavius, not Parker, as Octavius in Parker's body because of the the way it was written. Right, it basically yeah. like. Looked at the DNA of the papers, and, and it would like yeah. look at other stuff. And other Peter stuff had published. written other right. stuff. Well, Otto had published, and said and the reason like, why they developed it was because they have too many people like finding ways to go into alternate dimensions. Uh, they explained it, wild. and they're all like, "So we had to come away to to figure out: Did you really write this paper, or did your alternate dimension from Earth right. ninety two write it?" You know, that's unf- I thought everyone knows Doc Ock took over his body, though. Like. The spider the well, the thing the is, yeah. and people would only know that Doc Ock would take over Spider-Man's body. Not Peter Parker. Not Peter yeah, Parker. If people did know that. Yeah. So he loses his degree. Well, I think it's under review, but he's probably going to lose it. <laughs> All the while, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody hates him, but there's an invasion going on. Yes, <laughs> the I Avengers. Finished, I, he's I fighting alongside pitch. the Basically, Avengers. Basically, they yeah. had and a they reason for Ryan Otley because this is his big debut at Marvel Spider Man. He's the big, like they have a rap cover and everything. It, basically, they gave Ryan Otley a reason to draw just about every Marvel character that they could stuff into one comic. Yes. He probably loved nope. it too, though. <laughs> he probably did. And so this is a drew, beautiful book. He drew Mark and Eve. Yes, my only Mark, so I'm Mark mention, with webs. I'm going to mention this right off the bat. And look, he drew Mark on fire. <laughs> he, yeah, he spent f- 
over 10 years. It's probably like closer to 15 years. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Right working right. on Invincible. His Pete, not Spider-Man. His Spider-Man looks awesome. His Pete looks a lot, well, identical to Mark Grayson with the exception of the fact that Pete has brown hair and Mark has black hair. And MJ looks like Adam Eve. Like, yeah. you know, and there's, there's and things that can't that be helped as he she's has, a redhead. He has a style. Yeah. That of drawing people that it's like, oh, and you relate it so strongly to the Invincible universe that you see his style on other characters and it's like, well, that looks like Mark. It yeah. looks like Adam Eve. And it could just be because um, I love that universe yeah. so much, too. Yeah. But um, books brilliantly penciled. Um, the Guardians are in it. Like, yeah, one Every, so, like, yeah, <laughs> like an excuse to draw everything. Who's like I said, they came it? up with an excuse to draw everything. So it's so Everyone. pretty, though. It is like the action is just so dynamic and oh man, look that's at this fantastic body. Shouldn't do that, but that's cool. But Spider Man's <laughs> body has always done weird right. things. So yeah. Um, yeah, but the look, my my knock is once you get past the fact that it's adam eve and mark grayson in this book and oh right and whatnot uh look and that's not really a knock because it's it's so freaking good looking um all the marvel characters drawn by mark uh by mark otley ryan otley um are fantastic tiger cat this <laughs> is a long read mm. and i feel like nick spencer overwrote this book instead of just letting otley's art do the storytelling and carry it everywhere he captions so much through this book. Like we like well, I even, and I get Peter's a wordy character yeah. in his head, you know, kind of thing. But like my God, man. Yeah, but all the I mean there well, the narration by the villain. I'm well, I just got Mysterio shows up in this book. And it and, and I only bring that up because at one point Mysterio quips about, you know, you're interrupting my monologue. And Yeah. <sighs> As funny as that was, it was true. You're like, oh, thank God, there's a pause in this monologue because it yeah. was really long. Um, I agree with you. I thought, you know, it's I mean, it's like a 48 page book or something. It's um, very long. It's dense, but the, yeah, Spencer used all the words, and he didn't have to. I actually have I have I have two beefs. One is with um, Spencer, and that's just how long a read this was. Um, but then the other one, I, I'm actually, un unless, unless you guys can, can, um, give me a reason why not to think this, that my other criticism goes to, uh, Ryan Otley. Okay. I, let me say, I love his art in, in this book, but you have, um, and this is going to be a major spoiler. So if you want to read this first, go ahead and pause it or skip, skip forward a minute. Um, but it it uh, okay so three two one go, um they find out that or Pete does he saves the day because he finds out that Mysterio has been punking like every hero in the Marvel universe to think that there's this massive alien invasion mm -hmm. okay so Pete dispatches with Mysterio okay and all the aliens go away it was all just an illusion okay. So, John, Jonathan, why is he still have green gunk on him? That's true. It was all an illusion. It's all there. You know, and he's got, for like three pages, he's got green goop, alien blood on him. 
I'm gonna fault Nick Spencer for putting that in the script and telling Otley to draw it. Okay, you think he's you think he said and and let me really let me really irritate the fans by doing something completely illogical. Yeah, if it's in the script, it's Spencer. If it's not in the script, it's Otley. Yeah, I mean that's true. Yeah. Um, I'm actually I'm actually trying to give Spencer a a pass. Full scripts. Spencer but does, dude. With how on. much <laughs> words are in here? Are you literally gonna blame the the coloring he used of all? Yeah. yeah, he used all the words and the penciling on the writer. Okay. Yes, but I, say, it, I can blame I mean, Nick Spencer for everything these right, days. Um, it's a more logical conclusion to me that that Otley was drawing this, and he had you know going panel to panel to panel to panel drawing this that he had Spider Man covered in gunk, and it. And that carried over in the panels. So I think it's possible. It is definitely possible with Spencer. Um, That's crazy to me. That just depends what the script says, really. Yeah. Then the was everything an illusion, or was was Mysterio controlling these things? No, it was an was illusion because they sure. all disappeared. Okay. Once Pete goes in there, they all disappear, and you know. Real quick, on a completely separate note, what's Black Cat's alias? Uh, Felicia Day. Okay, so that was no, just a perfectly timed. Not Felicia Day. <laughs> I love you, Felicia Day. Yeah, um, it's Hardy. Yeah, Felicia Hardy. Yeah, Felicia Hardy. Yeah. Okay, because he actually says "Bye, Felicia" <laughs> in this, and I realized it was he was talking to Black Cat, but yeah. then I just heard him say like "Bye, Felicia." Bye, Felicia. Like, I, I, I'm pre- uh, yeah, that's. Probably, I thought that was great. Yeah. That was like one joke that actually worked for me. Okay. Uh, I loved everything about this book. Uh, it is wordy, but it's huge. It's a number one. It's supposed to explain everything. I forgot to read the freaking after part. Uh, dang it. Wait, I didn't same. Like. I just looked at it, switch... and I'm like, wait a minute. Why did it switch I to Ramos? To... Yeah. Um, did he not get credit? Because it's a freaking like 50-page comic book? Yeah, Where's but he was, he was uncredited. Well, blame Marvel unless for that. It's in, well, no, I, I yeah. agree. But doesn't I mean, even say it. Unless it's in some fine print somewhere. Maybe. All right, yeah, Peter Parker lost his degree. I really oh no, did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you? Really read I didn't read the all back. this after the no, whole like little thing oh. here. It goes to Ramos for a couple pages, but did then you? it goes There's back to Ollie. Wait, am I the only one that read it? Yeah, no, yeah. Oh wow. So what, I, what I, I thought it in the middle of the book. Yeah, I thought yeah. it ended. So I was well, like, cause, oh, okay, because okay, all right. So in this last, there's there's like ten pages in in the back of this story. It you think it ends when Pete and MJ are, you know, right. Keep reading, Whatever. everyone. And then, okay, yeah. After that, and you go through a couple ads, and you get this thing, this epilogue almost. Mysterio goes to court, and he's yeah, he's representing himself. But then uh, a lawyer comes in who is formerly the Beetle, okay, supervillain. Oh, yeah. Someone hired her to represent Tombstone. Mysterio. I love her. So, but then after that. Um, she, in the course of representing him, she starts throwing up like bugs or something yeah, that really take gross. over the courtroom, and and this guy comes in and it makes you think that he's got some, he's either the devil or he's got some relation to Mephisto. They don't say who he is, and I have no idea who he is, but he scares the living stuff out of Mysterio. Mysterio knows who he is, and he wants nothing to do with him. Then Mysterio snaps out of this, and he's back in the courtroom, you know, and he, you know, he's basically losing his mind. So 
he was using that as an insanity to plea. But somebody, so whoever this guy is, and I think he might be a new character, end up Mysterioing Mysterio. Okay, yep. he messed with him big time, messed with his head. Um, and then at the end of that, the very the very last page, the cliffhanger for the next issue, Pete has to go back to school to start on his degree again. And the uh, class that he goes into, that where the professor requested him specifically, is the lizard, Dr. Kirk Connors. Well, it's not Dr. Kirk Connors, it's the lizard at the blackboard with chalk. Yep. So, um, anyway. So keep reading. So that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, n- I never read, uh, like, spoilers. B- back, <sighs> like, you know, backup stories or anything like that. I, I thought it was. I thought I, it was I a backup thought, story. I no, it, it was, was a backup all story or like a like a. Yeah. They, they have that whole archive for Young Avengers, so I was like, oh, it's all part of Young Avengers. Exactly I don't need to I look thought. at it. I got yeah, I the rest of these. To this get is through. poorly planned in terms of. Well, because Seriously. the art changed too, so yeah. you definitely think it's, it's like, like a preview of another comic. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's keep a, reading. They there's and there's a lot. There's a lot going on in there. You definitely want to read it. Now I'm pissed. Um, but, but anyway, right. I thought uh, that Spencer did a really good job in portraying Peter. I think he's always done a good job with like comedic uh, characters. Yeah. Um, uh, hit or miss. <laughs> Depends. I think, it's morning I think the only thing I don't like is his serious stuff. Uh, his comedic stuff, it, I absolutely love. Uh, and I love this book. Uh, it's Read it. like hit all the right notes for me. I want to read more of it. It's a five. It's four stars for me. I think it's a really good book. It's a, it's a solid start. It's got some issues. Um, like that whole part at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was very short-sighted, but it's still, I mean, it's, it's a solid story. Um, I, and I, I, I love Ryan Otley's art. It's four. Yeah, it's it's a four for me because like I don't read Spider Man, but this was good. It was good. It was easy to follow, and everything, and the whole Aunt May disappointing and stuff. That was really <laughs> oh my heart. <laughs> so yeah, was, that's a four. Uh three and a half. Yeah, it was just Nick Spencer. All the words, even when you're looking at this back page here, <laughs> caption box. It's yeah. Good like, freaking A, let the artists work, do some of the job, man. You don't have to break down every freaking thing in the book. Yeah. Especially over Ramos, too. Like, come on. Like, jeez. Yeah. Yeah, Ramos. It's like, so, Nick, you're not a novelist. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, it's not prose. So, um, if I could rate it a five based off of Otley's art alone, I would. <laughs> but, unfortunately, Nick Spencer is a part of this creative team. So, Fortunately um, for because me, because of his art, are you gonna keep reading it or no? I don't know. It depends. I'm still not subscribed. To I this. think if Ryan Otley You'd left, have to with... agree, it was a really long read. No, I actually this was the shortest read because I was really interested. I thought it was so long. Honestly, if Ryan Otley left an issue two, I would still uh. buy it. All right. Ryan Otley's not doing the work for me. What's like, the next Marvel yeah. book? On um, top? Anyway, wow. X23 <laughs> by uh, Mariko Tamaki and um, Juan Cabal. Uh, it is the story of X-23. They took away her Wolverine title. Uh, Laura Kinney. You and mean they gave it back to Logan where it belongs? Uh, and they took it away. It uh, wasn't hers to begin with, Johnny. I mean, if you, give someone, if you give someone something, do you like, okay, never mind, here, give it back. 
She no, was just Wolverine. Anyway. always Wolverine. Uh, always Wolverine should, should have stayed and dead. She's always good. anyway. Well, I'm, pretty, two, three. I'm pretty sure she would agree with that. Uh, so Laura Kinney and uh, her sister, quote unquote, her clone, Honey Badger, are uh, basically uh, mercenaries for themselves, tracking uh, everyone having to do with uh, you know their creation and the Weapon X project and things like that. Um, one of the scientists that created uh, Laura Kinney, X-23, goes missing, uh, and um, X-23 and Honey Badger are on the lookout for her. That's it. It was all right. I mean, it didn't really... Really? Yeah. I wanted Man, I, I loved like it. it. I loved it, too. I, the art didn't do it for me. Huh. But it's so pretty. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think after reading, Otley, I think I would take this over after... Otley. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is really trying to push your buttons. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. They're both good. I, I like know. this though. I don't know. It just that art came across as very bland, and the story itself didn't really hook me. I'm not saying that Tamaki did a bad job. I'm just saying there was no. I like Laura Kinney. I wanted to like this book. Mm. I, 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 I just, I, there's nothing memorable about it for me. I just, I was, no. I got to the end and I was kind of like, not okay. even the living dead cuckoos. I love them. <laughs> They're so, I've <laughs> always liked the cuckoos too. They kind of weird me I've out. I've seen them in one other issue or one other thing. Same. I've never seen them ever. And so they they're were, so cool. They were times. in another. They were in another one where. They're probably in but like Bendis's X Men or something. Like cameo roles. They were there. in that whole uh, the mutants and the X Men and, and Cyclops dies. Oh, when he got killed the, by a cloud. Yeah. 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 They were in that. Yeah. The three of them were in that. Okay. I remember and that was the first time I saw them and I was like, they're cool. Is Cyclops back, well, Matt? What's, in, what's interesting is I think that I, I didn't realize as long as I've known the cuckoos, which is say the last fifteen years, there's been three of them. I didn't realize that there were Five. two additional cuckoos that were out there and that they had died. Um, as me, I I really liked this book. I, I liked thought it. as I was going through it, reading it, I I thought it was expertly paced. Um, I love the dialogue. Um, it wasn't overly well. I think I read this after I read Spider-Man, so <laughs> that probably helped. Um, but I I totally dig the art. Um, I like the setup. Um, I love Laura Kinney's character. I love the whole birthday thing that they got going yeah. on and the, you know, kind of the subplots of, you know, Laura not thinking birthdays are special at all and Honey Badger being like, are you kidding? It's your day. That's awesome. That'd be so totally bad. And I, I, there was part of me that was wondering whether or not Laura was going to reveal to Honey Badger that her birthday was. I knew they were going to that day, that out or and that Honey Badger would go. Then it's my birthday too. We'll celebrate it together. I need a birthday. Yeah. I thought that would be pretty cool. I don't know if they'll go there, but um, we'll see. But she, you know, but you can definitely relate to Laura, not wanting to have anything special about her birthday because it's so complicated. Um, but I, yeah, I love, I love all of the subtext going on in this story. Um, it's, it's Birth definitely enough death. to, to hurt, to hook me. Yeah. I love Marika Tamaki's work. I just, I love this book. <laughs> Sweet. I, like, I can understand Laura's whole, not really thinking birthdays are special and thing. Cause I went through a stage like that and I'm just now starting to like, really like, 
like my birthday. So I loved it. And Laura better tell Honey Badger when their birthday is because Honey, Honey Badger, Badger deserves that because she's awesome. But well, the cuckoos, and, those are. Yeah. And now you have what's what's fascinating is you actually have the Stepford Cuckoos and the, is that what they're called? The Stepford Cuckoos yes. or just the Cuckoos? Stepford the Stepford Cuckoos, right? cuckoos yeah. or like, but I yeah. thought that was a derogatory um, name for them, I think but I think so. that's what okay. they chose. Okay. The, maybe. I don't know. Um, and uh, I love how they all talk together and, at the yeah, same time. It's like, that is awesome. Team X23 <laughs> on a collision course. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's going to be kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I really enjoyed the art because it's very expressive. Like, you see this diner scene where it's like simple moment to moment stuff where you see Honey Badger just getting angry and then. X twenty three, you know, and the hand movements. It's it's like you can see it in your mind. You want me to pull a panel out where there's a just a faceless line person in the background? Please. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of with you there. Yeah. Sweet. Are we done? I really don't have a whole lot to say about it. Like, <laughs> That's okay. Just, it's not it's not for you. It's I I yeah. I write it. There's nothing that it really left me with. So two, if it maybe had an artist that I would have liked on it, I would have like been drawn into it a little bit more. There's nothing really how Tamaki writes the book. My my main complaints visually. Mm, okay. Um, with all the other art in the books that we had, there is a lot of things that stood out in those books. I don't see the expressiveness. I felt like everything was really flat. That's just my perception of it. I, mean, I definitely got that from the cuckoos because yeah. they're just, so yeah. stoic. But, but I think that's how they're supposed to be. I thought with so. the, the others, I thought I thought they did pretty um, good. Yeah. Two. Heather? It's a five. So I loved it. I want more. Word up, five. Uh, four and a half for me. I thought it was a very, very strong book. Um, I'll definitely read issue two. I just want much more Mariko Tamaki work. Like, she did the Supergirl being super. That was an excellent yeah. book. Yes. And uh, the She-Hulk that we reviewed a couple of months ago. Yeah, uh, another good book. Yeah. yeah. I I could, if you'd asked me going into this book what else she had written, I wouldn't have remembered anything. Right. But in when I was reading this book, uh, I, I was like, man, this girl knows how to write a comic. Yeah. So... Kudos. Jonathan, what's next? Uh, sorry, I was trying to read the no. last half of this. <laughs> right, right. Freaking... Yeah, I read it Because it's actually pretty good. <laughs> well, yeah. It's it's really good. I'm just angry that they don't let you know that there's more to this book. Uh, so we reviewed Superman number one by Brian Michael Bendis and Ivan Reyes or Yvonne Reyes or however you pronounce his name. Um, This is picking up. Uh, after the uh, Man of Steel miniseries. Uh, and I liked this book for the most part so far. Um, it's hard to complain about Ivan Reyes' work. Um, I, I keep approaching Bendis' writing with trepidation just so that I'm not, I don't get my hopes too high. Um, what the entire earth is in the phantom zone yeah which <laughs> there's some they're not perfect but there's some some 
things that I'll bring up. I mean, which... how else would anybody know that? <laughs> like the readers, I'm saying. Um, but this is part one of, uh, I guess, what is going to be called the Unity Saga. I don't know where that's okay. going. <gasps> but... He has a master plan, Jonathan. He's going to fuse with the electric he better. Superman and it's probably a hundred issues. He better. I hope All we I don't can have say... to wait a hundred issues for payoff. It... Dan DiDio said in an interview that they were blown away by Bendis' pitch. So I was see. not blown away by this comic. It's a good issue. Yeah. It's a good issue. But I think it pales in comparison to what um, Tomasi and Gleason were doing Absolutely. before. I will forever say that that is my so, favorite Superman run until yeah. something yeah. comes if close something to can. Um, I mean, I'm... I, I I want I want this to be good. I mm-hmm. want Ben to I, you know I I actually want you know the universe to make sense. Mm-hmm. You know that there's a a reason that all this happens. Absolutely. Um, and I I want that payoff. I know Bendis is capable of writing some truly great stories. This was a good book. I really enjoyed it. Um, I like the way he portrays Superman. It feels like Superman for yeah. the most part. Yeah. He's heroic, you know. He goes out and does heroic things. Well, if you think about the it, best part of this book was the play between him and Martian Manhunter. Yes, that was where I had an issue. Really? Yeah. With yeah. Martian Manhunter, maybe the play was great. Mm-hmm. I did not like how he wrote Martian Manhunter. Yeah, has he always oh. been like that? Well, yeah. That, no, I can I had understand. A, I can had a major I can... issue with what he wanted Superman to do. Right. That's not Jean. Well, at all. Okay. I haven't read a lot of Martian Manhunter, so I don't. I, and I was like, maybe he's evil. Wow, this is wow. You do you realize what you're asking of him? Yeah. And Clark's like, dude, do you realize what you're asking you know? me to do? And I I thought that was I I thought it was great. Was it out of character for Martian Manhunter? Maybe, I felt maybe. That it was. Yeah. The lead up to that with like. Clark being like, hang on, hold that thought. And then him like having to race off. And he's like, you know, I could help you. And he's like, no, no, there was fire on this last one. I'll be right back. Yeah. You know, like, kind of, he's like, oh, thanks, yeah. you know, kind of thing. A lot of that stuff was really good. I, that was, I, yeah. That I was found, a great setup because you're, you know, it's like, <laughs> this is pretty awesome. Yeah. And then you get to the meat of their whole little conversation. And yeah. Yeah. So, um, eh. I didn't like it. I, no. I'm not a Superman fan. I mean, yeah. I mean, Superman. He's a he's a boy scout. He doesn't take risks, in my opinion. And saves the world. Doesn't take <laughs> risks. Flying into space. There was a lot of yeah. He feels like a goody two shoes. That's what like, he is. <laughs> well, that, and I don't like that. And I didn't. Did you read the last Superman run? No, I read bits and pieces, like one here and there and stuff. Yeah. And those were, those were okay. I think but she just wants some breaking for like, necks. For Superman, mm-hmm. like I loved that. Oh, God. <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, I I'm not a huge fan of Superman in in general. In general, I mean, I if if he never existed, or if they like totally killed him and left him dead, and he was out of the DC universe, I'd be like, I'd be okay with that. What what if you had a uh, a crossover with your girl? That's harsh. They they already did uh, Harley's black little black book and oh, right. you know they boxed and it was okay. It was hmm. it was did okay. She die? <laughs> Jeez. You know, it was okay. <laughs> but nah, 
I mean. Uh, all right. Is it just the character or is it the writing? It's the character. Sounds like the character. I mean, yeah. Yeah. for this, it was like the other run, when I read a few of those ones, I was like, okay, that's, that's good. And then this one, I was kind of like, eh, it was kind of blah, bland. It was like, eh. It's kind of flat. She just don't like Superman, it sounds so. like. <laughs> well, no, I and I don't like Superman. That's it's fine. I don't like Superman. The art in but here is really good. I didn't like the writing that, either. Look at that spaceship. So. Or that, whatever that thing is. The art was the only thing I liked. Yeah. So, um, I like the writing. Like I said, race. I like how uh, Bendis is portraying Superman. You know, That's good. He's <laughs> a hero, but he, like his family comes first. That's what he's in search of. Oh, his family came yeah. first, then he would actually say, screw her. <coughs> well, I'm he going trusts, to search for my family. He trusts Lois enough to... He trusts Lois. Yes. But she's can only do so much. Mm-hmm. That's why he's like... So it's like... Keeping an eye out. But he doesn't, he doesn't have no go. conversation right. on. Exactly. And no, if that was me, I'd be like, no, everything else is going to have to hold off and everything I'm into is going to be finding my family I don't Bruce, you better you find go? them right yeah. now. Galaxy. You, you start see, flying one doesn't direction. matter. And also, you got the Green Lanterns you can pull up on and be like, "How do you have anything? How also, can he, you find them?" If he doesn't know where he's going, then that's wasted time, and then that would lead to a lot of tragedies that he could. Help but he prevent. has he has avenues to use. He's got Batman. Mm-hmm. How do we know he that can go for Green Lanterns, right. Martian Manhunter? Because part of okay, the well, reason he was talking maybe. to Martian we'll Manhunter we'll was to see if the John yeah. could reach out telepathically. Okay, that. then. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and I don't think Superman would just drop everything because he needs to be a hero. Yeah. Um, but art art was good. Um, I want to, like, I'm with you, Roger. I want to believe that there's some sort of master plan here and that it's not going to take forever to pay off. <laughs> well, there is, and it probably will. So I'm really excited <laughs> to read, um, you know, the next issue and see what he does with it. I'm excited for action comics. We'll find out everything in issue ten of an eight issue event. Um, <laughs> are action comic and Superman gonna run parallel lines, parallel storylines? Or no, separate, separate storylines. Yeah. Lines. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Different, right. different takes on stuff and whatnot. So okay. I'm hoping that the the mojo that Pat Gleason had on his run kind of rubs off in action. Yeah, because Pat Gleason's going to be the primary artist. Sounds good. Jonathan, rate that book. Um, I'm gonna give it a four. Solid start. It's still Bendis. Great, not amazing. Yeah. On the other end of the spectrum, that's gonna be a two. Two, Johnny. Um, probably a four. I would only read it because of Bendis. Wow. Mm. Well, I'd read it in spite of Bendis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that's um, interesting to me right now in this Superman run. Yeah, it was, well, it was a three and a half for me. I mean, it's a solid book. I mean, Bendis knows how to write a comic. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to need time and, and yep. pay off yep. to, to really um, judge the series. So, but the book, it was good, not great. Three and a half. All right. There we go. Roger. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So a little story. <laughs> when we were uh, processing our shipment on Tuesday, I discovered that we had a box from another comic shop in, in our order. Crazy Cat Comics, wherever wherever you are, we have your stuff. 
Um, <laughs> not a whole lot, but there was stuff from another another shop, and uh, we were missing probably a, a dozen uh, titles or issues. Um, more than probably probably a total of about fifty books. Um, but we had also received. 30 copies of this comic called Die, Die, Die. And my first thought was, oh, well, those must be for the other shop. My second thought was, how in the heck did I miss ordering a Robert Kirkman image book? Mm-hmm. Number one, you know, how did, how did this go under my radar? So I set them aside thinking that, you know, we would have to ship them to this other shop later in the day I found in our shipment a letter from Image Comics explaining what Die, Die, Die was. Uh, Robert Kirkman, in, in all his wisdom, wanted to bring back the surprise and wonder of visiting your comic shop on a Wednesday. And to that end, he decided to start this new series with uh, Scott M. Gimple, Chris Burnham, and Nathan Fairbairn. Um, and keep it completely secret, not tell anybody about it, not solicit it through Diamond, not tell comic shops about it. Um, they just sent every comic shop orders equal to the amount of Walking Dead that you order. Um, and so that's when I realized that this book was actually intended for our shop, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that was a really kind of a neat thing to do. And it was Tuesday afternoon that I started to get phone calls about it. I guess the the word had gotten out and people were calling. It did generate a lot of interest. Um, we sold out of all the copies that we had for this week, and I went back in and I ordered a lot more because um, this is actually a really, really good comic, and it's super violent. Um it's it's really good. Uh, Kirkman surprised me because I've kind of become jaded with Kirkman's writing. I, yeah, I mean, look, um, Walking Dead is good, but it's Walking Dead. It's formulaic. Nothing ever happens, and everything happens. Um, Oblivion Song was kind of whatever. Um, well, no, Invincible is awesome. Yeah, it's good. But um, Outcast, you know. But it, late, lately, Kirkman really hasn't done it for me. This, I, I will praise him uh, for the rest of time for what he did. I thought it was really cool. It's actually a great comic. There's a lot of blood. It centers around, okay, so the pitch, right? <laughs> I, should, I should pitch this book. All right. Um, there is uh, a secret government cabal, uh, an X-Force, if you will, orchestrated by certain senators who don't have the time or inclination to deal with the bureaucracy that is the U.S. government. So they take matters into their own hands and kill who they need to kill or do what they need to do to accomplish their goals. And I love that. always kill. Like, no, explaining. There's, yeah, I mean, it's, that's why I said that, you know, they need, you know, whatever means... Yeah. to an end that they need, you know, to, to bring about. I, I thought Kirkman's style on this was really cool. It's different. I think it was, I thought it was different than his normal writing style. That probably came from Gimple. Yeah. 
I would just uh, having somebody else bounce some yeah ideas off. Yeah, I read an article on the Wednesday about this when I was looking into it from uh, Kirkman where he's a when they were like, "Why did you not advertise?" And he's like, "Did you see what happened with Batman number fifty? Because I didn't want that to happen." So he goes, "We made that decision way beforehand, and if we hadn't, if we had advertised and everything." we would have been in, in that, um, we would have been spoiled. You know, he's like, we, that would have been us. And I'm so glad that we didn't do that. Well, and I mean, for so. me, this is, a, this is a case study in marketing because he generated so much more interest yeah. in this series because of what he did. You know, people, people weren't given two months to think about it. Yeah, to get or hyped for, up. Or and... for critics to, you know, the, the online naysayers to bash it before it had even come out. They had 20 minutes, you know? Yeah. What? There's a new series? I, I don't, I need this, you know? And yeah, you do. Everybody, every, well, everybody over a certain age, what? <laughs> 16? Yep. Uh, 17. 15, 17, know, 17, 17. There's a lot of red ink in this. <laughs> a lot of blood. Yeah. A lot of violent blood. Yeah. There's Nose is getting cut off. Oh, God. That was Brains awesome. being blown out. Um, a guy in the bathroom. Guy's getting, yeah, clotheslined. The interesting um, thing was the, for me, that hooked me because I thought, okay, like it's. It's what you'd expect, you know, huh, like in terms of say different there are okay <laughs> for for you completists there are 10 different covers oh on one cover they are saying nothing and on the other nine covers there are different it's just word um, bubbles that are different yeah yeah same cover <laughs> awesome. but what they're saying is different it's and awesome. they're yeah they're pretty funny oh crap <laughs> There's one that says, uh, "I thought they said this job was going to be easy," and the other guy said, "And no, Nate says, messy. no, messy." <laughs> I like this one. I was like, next? "Who's next?" There's no, There's one, no one left. <laughs> um, That's cool. Oh, the tagline: "Blood-soaked, bullet-riddled, ultra-violent mayhem from Skybound," which is yeah. very and accurate. that's actually like the best pitch for it. Oh, they did that last year. Yep. One person per shop. So Kayla's going to have to leave you. Greg Miller's hosting the the thing. (gasps) Greg Miller's going to be there. (laughs) But yeah, I dug the heck out of it. I wasn't sure what the heck to expect. I saw the cover and I was like, all right, die, die, die. Blood soaked cover. Scott M. Gimple, Robert Kirkman. Let's do it. Awesome. Go ahead. What would you rate it, Jonathan? I'm hooked. It's a five for me. I actually want to buy this copy. I don't like this. <laughs> this is not a Johnny book. I, it, so, it was like, a five I, for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine with violence. That's fine. I don't care about that. Um, but it's I'm tired of reading books. There's only a, a few amount of books uh, about secret government organizations that run the world that I can read. And this is one too many. <laughs> it's, it's like literally every... <laughs> Almost every image. We're book. dealing with triplets. I mean, who cares? <laughs> I don't know. And that one hooked me. One of them doesn't have a nose anymore. One of them doesn't. One of them <laughs> no, has he's a nose not pretty. One of them's a bad guy. One of them is supposedly the good guy. That that's interesting to me. I do not care about the secret underground government running the world. Didn't it's you? Just... Didn't you love that? It was like a three-page sequence 
where the senator was explaining the logic behind the methodology of bringing a, about Freaking a certain brilliant. outcome. Yeah. You know? Well, Ooh. we could just kill this guy. But, but this will that would do this. That's really and well e- done. Each panel, yes. you know, showed the thing happening, even though it didn't really happen. And she goes, better way to do it. Okay, let's access through maybe his his mom. She's in his home, whatever. Well, she has a caretaker. What if we kill him? You know, yeah. they go through like three pages of this process, and it's it's fast paced. And 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 you get yeah. it because it every you know, awesome. everybody has some level of problem solving ability, and you're just like reading this like, and it's like this is really twisted, you know? Seriously, like, Which but go? <laughs> it makes perfect sense. And I th- I thought you know I I thought the writing, the execution of telling this story was far superior to most comics being put out today. It was very well conceived. It's very yeah. well written. And it's interesting. I just don't have any interest in reading it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting, but it doesn't have any. Yeah. Rate it. Five, five, That's five. Fine. Things can be interesting, and I don't have an interest in it. Yeah. Donnie, what, what is it? it? Like a car crash. Anyway. Um, three. Okay. All right. That's going to do it for all the books. Let's go ahead and hop on down to some lightning rounds. Someone want to put a minute on the clock for everybody? Who's going first? Oh, yeah, I'll go ahead and go first. Ready, go. Okay, so um, Matt and I recorded the very first episode of um, All Star Comics Origin Stories today. Um, okay. I guess I had the honor of being the the first uh, interview. Um, we're gonna put that up for patrons um, today. Uh, so everybody who subscribes uh, to Patreon will be able to um, check in this interview with me. Um, this is going to be like a two-week special. Um, we'll have it for patrons for the next two weeks, and then um, uh, after that, monthly, it'll take 30 days uh, before the next interview drops. So if you want to get early access by a month uh, to the All-Star Origin Stories, then um, subscribe to Patreon. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next? Ready, go. And he made me sorry. He made me get all philosophical. Yeah, we went pretty deep. Hmm. And go. Who's going? All right. Who's going? Whoever you are, Johnny. Go. Oh, okay, sure. Ready, yeah. go. Okay, uh, I'm going to recommend a, another book by Mariko Tamaki. It's called This One Summer. It is a, a graphic novel that I believe she did with her sister. Her sister draws it, and it is just beautiful in every sense of the word. Uh, it is one tone, uh, not story-wise. I'm talking about uh, coloring. It's uh, this nice um, blue, and uh, it's amazing. Um, I think it's won a couple of, like, awards not comics awards like actual literary well comics are literary anyway um you know it has that little gold sticker on the cover anyway it's a great book marika tamaki this one summer there you go love it heather you got one um sure yeah ready go okay well there's the kids raffle so you can bring your kids in and then um, i've already yeah Yeah, everyone's a local bring your kids in get a raffle ticket from roger um, like I said earlier that we've adopted Blake into the Depause clan, so this is officially Depause month. And last, I'm going to tag them in it so that they'll hopefully listen to this. Jimmy and Amanda need to come back and do Harley Quinn. I do not care 
what they're doing. They are done with their honeymoon and crap. Come back and save your girl. Humphreys, you don't okay. like him? It, this is the one issue. I'm giving him a chance. He's he's 10 times better than the last two junk. But <laughs> we need Jimmy and Amanda back somehow. So I'm going to tag them and I will blow up their DMs with it. They made a mistake and let me follow them on everything. <laughs> they need to come back. I will continue pushing for them to come back. There you go. Yeah, five seconds. Jonathan? All right. Found out today that they are officially doing Zombieland 2 with the original cast. Yeah. And if you have not watched Zombieland 1, do yourself a favor. Go watch it. Watch that movie. One of the best zombie movies, funniest zombie movies, and heartfelt zombie movies ever made. Heartfelt? Yep. Get some Twinkies. Bill Murray's in that movie, man. You got to get Dude. some Twinkies. <laughs> Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson, Abigail Breslin, hmm. fantastic. There's a freaking great Jesse cameo. Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg yeah. is the main <laughs> character. Totally forgot him. Yeah, forgot the main character because <laughs> I connect with Woody Harrelson's character in that movie so hard. I'm just like, oh, his puppy. That's so, a, that's a good movie. Yeah. I need to rewatch that. Twinkies. That. And then the whole Twinkies thing. So yeah, I'm just stoked about that. So I found out about that today. The filming just started, I think. Uh, if not, it started. Um, pre-production, one of the two. Yeah. Something's moving forward. Soon. Something is moving forward with the original cast. So, yeah, nice. That's my, that's my lightning round for this you week. Got it. You guys are all so. under. All right, Roger. Do we have a list of highlights for the next week? Yes, I'm on it. <laughs> Sweet. While he's getting that, did you read Farmhand, Rob Guillory? He's handing this to me right now. All right. <laughs> I did not know that that was out this week. Is it out this week? Yeah, it is. I'll, I, I want to read it. I'll pick it up. All right, so century number this one. Is, what? Oh, I gave you is that one. last <laughs> week's list? <laughs> that was two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks ago. We're time traveling. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we've read these books. Yeah, that's the that one. Salute to the wedding. Ah, there we go. Okay. All right, so we have Life of Captain Marvel, number one of five yeah. miniseries. Ooh, yeah. okay. Is that? Fresh Start Marvel. Fresh Start Marvel? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think they're, I'm, I'm a little hesitant about this book. We'll see, but I think that they're retconning her origin a little That's bit. That's what I heard. And I want to, um, mm, we'll yeah, see. we'll see. <laughs> okay. It's Margaret Stoll, so. That's yeah. good. Margaret Stoll. Uh, Carlos okay. Pacheco. Um, Injustice versus the Masters of the Universe, number one of six. Yeah, yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> that has the best Superman. What? Yeah, for no, what? <laughs> has the worst Superman. <laughs> That's the only reason he doesn't like it. I don't like the premise. I actually at like all. that Superman. So it's He Man versus Superman because it's not Superman. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not. So, Game's good. No, it's not. It's uh, fun to it play man. if you don't play the story mode. Well, yeah. That, why would you get a fighting game for the story mode? Because I have to have a reason for things, Johnny. Mm. Um, and then for indie, we have Aphrodite 5, number one. Yeah, I think so that's what we're doing. They went up a couple models instead of down a couple I, models? I, well, they went down, yeah. right? I mean, Because it's Aphrodite 9. Yeah, Aphrodite 9 was the character. And I love that character. I yeah. thought, I, I can't Mark believe Silvestri's they character, do, right? Yeah. I can't believe they don't do anything with her, but... So Aphrodite Five, we'll see. I think it's it's kind of a um a pre prequel. Yeah. She's an android, right? That's the yes. premise. Androids. Yeah. And then East to West, right? Well, there's a lot of actually really big 
um, stuff. I don't want to like go down the list, but oh, I mean, we gosh. have yeah, east to west. No, I mean as Gideon's far as the graphic one. novel, yeah. east oh, to east west, west, west. No, yeah. Yeah, 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 for the review, yeah. volume one. Oh, but there's a crap ton of great indie books out next week. Check out yeah. the store, guys. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Um, Heather. Yep. What graphic novel are we reviewing and all that? All right. So I didn't know what to review, and Roger's like, "Well, have you ever read Hack Slash?" And I was like, "No. What is that?" And honestly, I was a little hesitant. It's a Heather book. I was a little hesitant because last time he was like, "Oh, you should read read Rachel Rising," and so I read two volumes, and it wasn't for me. So I kind of feel like I hurt his feelings, and I was like, "It's yes. not. It's not my book. I'm sorry." So I gave Hack Slash a chance, and oh my god, I love this book. <laughs> I, <laughs> Um, I love it so much. I I begged Christian to buy the five. There are five <laughs> omnibuses, not just five volumes. There are five omnibuses oh that, that I she got. Yeah, begged Christian to buy for me, and he loves me so he did. So it. tell tell us about Cassie. Okay. Hack. So let me see. What did I write down? <laughs> okay, so Hack Slash, if you don't know, is basically about Casey Slam Casey Hack. On the color slash, who is going around and she hunts horror movie slashers basically, you know, like Jason, Freddy, Chucky, Leatherface, so on. Um, so if you're a horror movie fan, this is totally up your alley. If you just like hot girls killing things, this is up your alley. If you like lesbians, this is probably up your alley as well. <laughs> yeah, um, but the whole premise of this is they take the cheerleader that usually gets killed in the horror movies yes. and turn right. it on its she head. She survives She's the survivor. and becomes it's, a slasher killer. She hunts them down and and kills them. She she defends the world from the, from the slashers. The slashers. So this one... And zombies and... And zombies. And everything. Anything else. Anything evil. So this one is a hack slash uh, resurrection volume one. And basically, Casey goes to camp. And things are it's not as Cassie, they seem. by the way. Casey, Cassie. It's Cassie. There's two S's. Sorry. Okay. It's okay. I don't think she would mind what I called her. Got that grammar Nazi badge out. No, no, you two would get along just fine. We would, so I could probably call her whatever I wanted. Yes. And she'd she'd love it. (laughs) But, so yeah, she goes to camp and, yeah, it's camp. Yeah. Her weapon of choice. It's a bat. Do you know what it says on it? I forget. I think it says. I think it says, "Kiss me." I think so too. I think that's what it said. Which that's really good. That's awesome. She has a cat, so if you like cats, read this book. <laughs> Does anything bad happen to the cat? No. Okay, good. This cat is awesome. All right. Is this a Johnny book? No. Did you read it? I did not. I didn't get. No, a he didn't read it. Oh, okay. I don't Thanks know. Thanks for if this giving was it Johnny to me to read, Johnny. I got it like two days ago. Sorry. Did you not read it either, John? I didn't have a chance to. There was no copy for me to read. Oh, I'm sorry. I've had a hectic. I've had a hectic month. I brought Roger my copy. As have I, Johnny. I'm playing myself the world's smallest. (laughs) Okay, so uh, I I have no idea whether this is a Johnny book or not. Um, I I think it's a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't Um, matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. It's uh, it's a Heather book, and that's all that matters. The greatest horror comic ever. There you go. Um, Cassie Hack is a great 
character that was created by Tim Seeley. Yeah. Um, and I one of the things that struck me, because I had read, um, it's been a while since I've read Hack Slash, but I, um, like 10 to 12 years. Yeah. Um, and I, I read some of uh, Seeley's early work, you know, with, with the character. And I, I loved her. I found her fun and spunky. She's relatable. And, yeah. She's relatable. Because she's... she's she has her issues, and she knows she understands. Oh, she knows her issues, um, and she deals with them. And you know, and, and she she gets up every day and straps her boots on and fights the good fight. Yep. Uh, but awesome. um, I you know I I had really loved Tim Seeley's work, and this book is actually written by uh, Teeny Howard. But Tim um, edits and kind of puts yeah, his he own does, little yeah, which is fine. Um, but I thought I thought. Uh, Teeny Howard did a great job of yeah. really capturing the character. Yeah, because I just started the the volume, the Omnibus One, and you can't really tell. Like, because you could tell sometimes with different writers, you can tell, okay, well, they're writing this out, and that's right. how it is. But the way the character is in this one compared to the other one, it's basically the same. She's I would I would go out on a limb and say that Teeny Howard was a fan of this book yes. and of this character. Yeah. Because like you said, I mean there's there's almost no difference in the voice and yeah. the mannerisms and stuff and how you I, read it in your head and Tim can he Seely can edit the book all he wants, but he but he's not writing it. No. And so you get, you know, with the the pacing and, and everything with the characters that um she um, she nailed it. She did. The art is so cool. <clears throat> the story? Um, the story is really simple to follow. It's, yeah. It's really simple. There's no really like, you know, you're not going to be confused and be like, okay, what's happening here? It's No, it's just, it's straightforward. It's, yeah, it's and right it, there. And it's also, you know, look, for anybody looking for a a serious, you know, book, this is this is not it. Um, no. There's some crazy, stupid stuff that happens in here, uh, but it does so intentionally. It does it unpretentiously. It's not trying to be anything that it's not, and it's yeah. just it's fun, over the top, gore, and sexual innuendo, yeah. and you know. But it's not like um, in your face, like overboard and. No, yeah, I wouldn't. It's it, just, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, I think for, for most adults, it's probably a very fun read. Uh, yeah. She's a fun character that you can do, uh, you can do a lot with. So yeah. Kat Dennings, I think that's how you say her name from, um, Two Broke Girls and, and okay. the Iron Man stuff. Yeah. She's actually pushing for a movie. Oh. Like she was at, uh. Um, that makes so much sense. I she, mean. Yeah. She was at a, um. A film festival and they were talking to her about like comic books and stuff and they were like what would be a comic book you want to see as a movie and she's like casey hack with you know a hack slash she's like that was good i'm not gonna do that it's casey <laughs> it's okay it's that's Cassie. yeah it's Cassie. in your head i yeah that's just my fantasy <laughs> yeah i actually think uh, you know i i think it would be it, it, this would translate to the movies yeah. very well there's plenty of stories that you can yeah. tell um look the she fights chucky the horror audience the reanimator up, evil you know? ernie yeah that sounds awesome it's not in this book that she fights them what? but it's in like 
the past issues. She gets and down stuff. with she, the she, little puppet. Yes, with Chucky, with the yeah. reanimator, oh, with, with evil Ernie. She takes uh, them all yeah. on. You know, Chucky haunted my nightmares. She did a, if you know Suicide Girls, she does a Suicide Girls calendar pinup. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's right up her alley. <laughs> but yeah. This, I want to read this book. The art's really the, pretty. This was my favorite. And well, like, I'm pretty sure you still have the copy. Oh, yeah, it's right here. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so glad I listened to Roger when like I was like, I want to do once. a Harley Quinn or a Bombshells <laughs> or a Flash, but nope. This was awesome. Well, that's good. I expanded your horizons. And he just made a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> horizons. Dun, dun. <laughs> Lots okay, of money. well, um, Heather, anything else to add? It's a five. It's five. It's a five. It's a five. Um, Pick it up. The greatest. It's it's perfect. It's it looks it's really almost perfect for me. <laughs> I I love almost horror, perfect. So. It was a four and a half. Uh, Need more naked I, chicks, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my. <laughs> My biggest issue was when they started doing the autopsy on her, and then she wakes up and she just like is like putting a bandage over, her and her like rib cage is showing and stuff. I'm like, yeah, but she continues but on but with that's, the pain. But that's and all she's part. Like holding I know. herself and stuff. Yeah, she's holding it together. I mean, she could have just wrapped um, herself and been like, "I'm good." But that but no. you know that goes to my my earlier statement about it because it's not intended to be serious. It, yeah. it it doesn't take itself seriously. It it's exactly what it's trying to be. And that's really not what I'm knocking it for. Um, it's, it's really good. It's almost, almost great for yeah. me. So where does that bring us? Tree time. Woo. Me and Johnny didn't get to read this book. <laughs> so therefore we cannot read this book. You guys right. would like it. The art's a five. Heather. There you go. Art. Heather came locked and loaded for trivia. I Wait, have, yeah, I have sweet. No idea we have the winners from last week. On. We do. Do you, you want to do go that, that first? first? All right. So um, the question from last week. The was, question was: What comic who, book writer right, right. officiates weddings and incorporates mm. the Green Lantern? Oh, Lantern. Right. And that would be Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Ah. Um, everybody who responded got it right. The winner of the comics from last week, uh, Mr. David Revis. Congratulations. Sweet. Again? No, I'm and <laughs> the winner of the graphic novel, Matt Hauser. Congratulations, congratulations. guys. Oh, I, haven't, cool. I haven't had that name in a while. So, um, congratulations. And so, for trivia for this week, Heather. Okay. So, I have four for be, you guys. Be fuddleless. I have four for you guys and one for the listener. Okay. Okay. So, when was Spider Man's first appearance? Spider-Man's first appearance was in what comic? Amazing, Amazing Fantasy, Fantasy 15. 15. Nice. We've done that one. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, probably, so probably when was times. Crypto's first appearance? Oh, Crypto. Super dog. <laughs> dog wonder. We just looked at Jonathan. <laughs> Action Comics. No. Superman. No. Jimmy Olsen. And no. Dang it. I, know, I actually know this answer. I read that in that DC 75 super, years. Super fun, number no. 12. <laughs> Supergirl. No. Detective Comics. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Crypto number Avenger one. Adventure Comics 210. Yeah. Uh, Adventure Comics. Okay. When was X... Everybody I call it X23. There actually is an adventure comic that pops yeah. up from time to time. 
Yeah. I call her X23, but I know it's X23. But She's when Experiment that's 23. Okay. <laughs> She's that's okay. Just like when Cassie, was, she wouldn't yeah, care. Yeah, I know. When was X23's first appearance? In the X-Men cartoon show. No, wait. If you're going to stick with calling Cassie Casey. <laughs> okay, then when was X23's then, <laughs> first <sorry>. appearance? <laughs> Roger. Um, NYX number three. No, 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 no. Yes, it was. Are you talking about first comic no, appearance? No, first appearance. First appearance. It was the cartoon show. Mm-hmm. Was it a cartoon show? It yeah, was. She was. She was one of the characters. She was in X Men Evolution, Evolution, season three, episode eleven. That's what I was thinking. I was like, she, was, she was one of the few characters, like Harley Quinn, that was so popular in the show. Microphone. She eventually got a, a appearance comic. in the comics, yep. which was NYX number three. There yeah. you go. Now that's her first comic yes, appearance. First but comic book first appearance. Okay, so I didn't know that. that's cool. Here's some trivia. That ties remember, into I die, die, when, die. Sorry, I remember when they introduced her in X Men. <laughs> you were watching the show. You're a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, was I was watching it too. And I was like, "Who's this chick that's like mopping the floor with everybody?" <laughs> I don't remember her from the comics. Like, I just was like, so like that has to be somebody I know. And, and then it was like no. completely new. Yeah. Yep. So. Okay, so die, die, die is also the name of something from New Zealand. What is it? Uh, Komodo dragon. No. It's from New Zealand, man. It's exactly titled Die, Die, Die. Australia. It's in it's New a, Zealand. It's, it's a, a mountain show. range. No. There's only so many things in New Zealand. And sheep. Spiders. A herd of three sheep. No. Lord of the Rings uh, sets. <laughs> right? No. Lord of the Rings. Wait, wait. wait what? Read the question again. Die, Die, Die is also the name of something from New Zealand. What is it? New Zealand? From New Zealand? It was formed in 2003. A band? Lord of the Rings sets. It is a band. It is a oh, three-piece. 30, Thirty seconds to Mars. <laughs> I've heard. The, I've it's a three-piece noise pop punk post punk band, band called Die Die Die. Okay. Yeah. A pop punk post punk. Yeah, that that's post exactly punk. what post their, punk, their yeah. website says. In other words, it's just pop punk with that, an edge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So what, like a date or All number? Right. Not that heavy. Are you ready for the <laughs> listener? Post hard. <laughs> yes. Whatever, man. Yeah. Okay. In the original run of Hack Slash, there's a story arc called Comic Book Carnage. Who are the creators that the murderers go after? There's three of them. Stanley. Okay. It's for the listeners. So, <laughs> if you want to Google the answer to this, it's Googleable. It's it's yeah. Googleable. Yeah. Um, send in your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com and uh, you can win a sweet haul of books yep. this week. Good books. Yeah. But yep. there's a bonus book this week, too. Bonus so. book. No, for four comics. Four comics. This has been some good weeks for so, listeners. And one of them is like six dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's about it really a three number ones, guys. Almost, almost a twenty dollars. Oh. Three number ones. No, four number. Four ones. number ones. Four die, number die, die ones. Is a four, uh, number one. They're That's all right. number ones. Yeah, well, ones. and the die 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 is already like fifteen twenty bucks on eBay. Is it really? So yeah, mm. I want to buy People this crazy. copy. Die, okay. Get this copy. This one says messy. I've got to give one away. I know. Um, All right. If you guys like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, like, and share. Um, If you want to go above and beyond, you go to patreon.com slash podcast. Dollar gets you the episode the night that we put it up or the night that Matt uploads it. Right now. Providing that, yeah, providing (laughs) that we don't create anything too edit heavy for him to do. For the rest of you, it's Monday. For the rest of you, it's Monday. Yep. If you go to the $3 level, you get the episode early, yep. and you get the drop of episodes of Multiversity University with Larry, which who doesn't want more of they those all at once? just went up last week. Exactly. And there's, what, five of them? 
There was five, six, five or six, yeah, five or yeah, six, six, I think. Exactly. That's a freaking hour of Larry talking about awesome. Yeah. That's stuff. pretty good. Just okay. And now the five dollar level. And at the five dollar level, we have our new segment, All Star Origins, and you can hear our wonderful benefactor, can, yeah. <laughs> our fearless leader, yeah. our fearless leader, the executive, <laughs> our EIC ramble. Yeah, talk about philosophical comics. musings. Yeah. Roger May. So, um, who's going to be next, Matt? You are. Am I next? Yeah, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> this is news to me. Teresa. <laughs> we got to schedule this. So. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. You should do one about Teresa. I was about to say. Yeah, her side of the everyone story. hears about you. What we about could do Teresa? That. We could do that. I, yeah. She's going to get so mad now. She's there you like, go. Like, she you guys, she for $5, you guys get everything that we just mentioned, plus you get to kind of get a peek into No, I know the, behind the look the of scenes. horror that will be on her face when I tell it. So I'll say, well, it's Heather's idea. Yeah, I'm not coming into the shop for a few weeks then. <laughs> so yeah. if you guys are no. interested in that at all, $5, it's and then yeah. anything above that, you, we, you still get all that stuff, plus sales, plus other goodies, free comics. free comics, things like that, guys. So check out Patreon and, and see if there's anything the on last there that you like. Gonna, I, I need a bonus yeah. lightning round. Go ahead. <laughs> because we're actually, you know, I've teased this. I've talked about it on the show a couple of times. We're actually now in the process of making Horizon Comics After Dark a thing, okay? We mm. keep mentioning it. Uh, is it officially Nathan, happening? It is. It, it, it is. God yeah. willing, it, oh, it will happen. There's one of the TVs. Uh, Nathan's going to be in this weekend with me. We're going to be oh. working on the back. Okay, um, this is going to be a process. It's going it, to. It, my my guess is that it's going to take a couple of months to complete. But part of um, the funding to make this happen, and trust me, I really think you guys are going to want this to happen. It's going to be really cool. Um, but part of the funding is coming from the sale of these CGC raffles that I'm doing on Instagram. So, so there's a method if to you the want, yeah, the the faster these things sell out, you know, uh, ticket wise, the faster we get done with it, the more money goes to making this happen. It's actually not just, you know, me getting my jollies. It's yeah. not magic. Um, All I can say is this so, better be ready to go after I graduate because it, <laughs> I'm going to well, need Well, that's the plan. Sort of my, my, my goal is, is by Labor Day. Oh, sweet. Okay. So I don't know when that is. The first September, week September. Johnny. Okay. First Thank Monday you. In, in September. Um so yeah. I, I will as as we I'll I'll give you weekly status updates as yeah. to to how it's coming along. And for those people that want to help out, you guys can you can head over to your Instagram so you can sign up for that CGC raffle. Yes. And Which pay, you ship I believe, right? Yeah, we ship too. Um yeah, I mean, it's free shipping anywhere in the U.S., so mm -hmm. if you want to enter wherever you are um, in the U.S., <laughs> uh, it's free shipping. Yeah. So and what about those folks that... Instagram at Horizon Comics. What about those folks who haven't been listening and are like, what the heck is After Dark? Okay. <laughs> it was, you know, Bryce called me, um, I think it was this week, it might have been last week, time flies when you're having fun, but he was, he was the same, he was like, <laughs> he was like, son, what is this Horizon Comics See? After Dark? What is it? And I'm like, okay. Should we say so what it's going to be? Horizon Comics we? After I've okay, teased this for a long time. We've that mentioned it, but 
you know, not yeah. on air in detail okay. because we've got this back room that the entrance to it is a, is, to is a TARDIS door. Is you need to live stream or video and put up on the Instagram like the walkthrough of the shop Ooh. so that people that are not here can kind of spatially there you go. put that together. Do and I want do I do I want to do that or do I want to do because I'm gonna I planned on doing that when it's finished. There Page, you go. Patreon because exclusive. I think it's <laughs> I think it's gonna be pretty <laughs> at, okay pitchy. at the very least just show the door. Yeah. Like the TARDIS door and yeah. the fact that you have a back well that's on our Instagram. Okay. As long as like people can I kind mean, of like yeah. I think so yeah. But there's yeah and There's so we we have we have uh roughly 400 square feet in the back that's been um solely for storage we've been we've been getting rid of what we have in storage it's all it's all old online comic inventory about 60,000 comics we bought um, so we've many been of those working on uh getting rid of those in bulk um, we're going to convert that 400 square foot space into a lounge, if you will, yep. a clubhouse, community room, speakeasy, whatever you want. Where from like Either six, that a cop here. six to <laughs> ten, or six to midnight, or whatever. But after Horizon Comics closes, it's going to be um, a, a gathering room for all. You know the the people in the shop. Uh, we can it, it's BYOB, um, but we'll have we'll probably have other drinks and snacks for sale and stuff. But it's going to be a room to come hang out, and um, it'll also serve as an event room. There you go. So That's we're going to try and we're going to try and schedule more events. Um, Mike Dickey was telling me that he was trying to get me to uh, put together a hold'em tournament. <laughs> for back there and I was like Teresa will be happy to take your money <laughs> um, so for yeah uh, interesting little side on, on Teresa she loves Texas Hold'em and she's pretty darn good she's a good um, bluffer huh yeah I mean she won like 500 bucks in her first Vegas tournament wow. she ever did nice so um, she's got now nah, she just plays super tight she she she's in it for the money um <laughs> So, but yeah, so events like that, if, if people want to, you know, reserve the room on certain days or stuff for D&D mm -hmm. or for if somebody wants to host their own magic tournament. I'm, Video I'm game open. tournaments. Be, oh my perhaps. God, magic. Yeah. Magic. <laughs> so yes. it's not that we're going to be selling those things, but it's going to be a, a community room that people will have access to, obviously for, for a fee. Um, we plan on turning it into something pretty special, um, but that's essentially Horizon Comics After Dark. There will also be a sister program on Saturday mornings that will be kids. Uh, there you go. That it, and it's going to be Saturday morning cartoons and games and stuff like that. If kids want to come and hang out and you know, soccer season starts soon, and that's when the games are held. Then, so. um, we'll we'll do something <laughs> like that too. I also want to to actually start and get more known uh, writers and artists and comic creators in here to do signings and stuff back there. Um, so we have we have a lot planned for it. Like I said, if you want to make this happen, go to Instagram. Uh, you know, purchase a spot. You know, to win some of these CGCs, you get something really cool back for for minimal investment if you win. Um, 
But anyway. Even if you don't win, you get something back. That's a little you about get... that. You're, you will, yeah, you mm-hmm. will get that back regardless in the future. All right. Well. No, everybody had yeah, has a better. Sorry. That was a little more. That was that was my next thirty lightning rounds. It's all good. Uh, but so, now people know, and people can even just stop by and be like, "Hey, here's ten bucks for for the project." You know, I'm not going to turn that down. Of course you're not. <laughs> so if anybody wants to come by, you can do that. And if anybody wants to listen to Multiversity University, all you have to do is stick around for a couple more minutes and you'll get a fresh episode. Or you could sign up on Patreon and get them all at once and not have to wait a full hour of us jaw jacking to get to the, the goodness that is Multiversity University with Larry. Um, if you want to keep up with everything at the shop, like Horizon Comics on Facebook, follow at Horizon Comics on Instagram and Twitter, especially if we're going to be updating people with... Horizon Comics After Dark, yes. which might deserve its own page. I don't know. Maybe. Depends on how. Yeah, how uh, maybe. Yeah. Scheduling and stuff. Uh, um, if you want to keep up with everything, Johnny. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at the Johnny2x4. Uh, and I'll miss you guys next week. Yeah. Have fun. Have fun at yeah. Comic-Con. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm planning on it. Jonathan said he was going to give me money for no reason, so that's good. No, 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 no. Are you going to go to the I'm going to give you money to bring me back the oh, things that I would get if I was see, there. I'm pretty sure Johnny heard. Charge him Here, I'm going to give you money to go have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure you have a good time. Yeah. Charge him a fee. So, because you have to carry those. Hey, I carry brought, that money. <laughs> I brought him. I brought him back stuff last time. Oh, okay. Well, then. then oh yeah. <laughs> the kitten holy. <laughs> and the pungent master. Yes. Badge. Oh my god, I still have. Do you owe him money for it all, or did no. he? <laughs> I just didn't know. No, he did it out of the goodness of his yeah. heart. I think I brought him a shirt from WonderCon. Two it was, shirts. Okay. It was it was to show that you know he is the pungent master because <laughs> he no he has the badge. Yeah, he he earned the merit the badge. badge. That's all yeah. proof you need. That's all I need. Um. Anyway, uh, thanks guys for listening. Oh wait, sorry, Matt. That's fine. At <laughs> that's <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'm ready just to go. just skip everything. <laughs> At the Hydra Five Five. At the Five Five. Heather. And I'm everywhere at Heather Bear Four. At St. Jonathan. Thank you guys for listening. Take care. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I'm your host, Larry Douglas. Now tonight we're going to talk about uh, one of the um, one of the more prolific publishers of the Atomic Age, and that's Atlas Comics. Now, that might seem like a new company, but it really isn't. Atlas Comics is actually Timely Comics renamed. Uh, Now, Timely Comics was a, of course, we know it's a precursor to Marvel, but was a a fairly popular publisher during the Golden Age. Did not reach the popularity of DC because they didn't have uh, that many characters that were as popular as the DC characters. Didn't reach the popularity of Fawcett, who was really the dominant company in many ways with Captain Marvel. Um, But of course, they did have Captain America, who was one of the most popular characters of that time. And of course, they also had the Human Torch, Submariner, and some others that uh, that were, you know, popular enough to make the company pretty successful. Um, But like a lot of the other companies, their superheroes declined in popularity after World War II. And the thing is, because the timely character's uh, were not as popular as some of the other companies' characters. When they declined, they actually declined much more quickly to the point of being unprofitable. 
And so beginning in 1946 and shortly thereafter, um, many of the timely superhero titles ended up being canceled. Um, The last one to get canceled was Captain America, which was canceled in 1950, with issue number 75 being the last one. However, the last two issues of Captain America did not even have Captain America in them. They had actually renamed the comic uh, Captain America's Weird Tales, and the last two issues were actually horror comics. Uh, but, uh, But even those did not save it, and so Captain America was gone. And at that point, so was Timely. Um, Captain America number 75 was the last Timely comic published, and Martin Goodman began looking for a new direction. Now, he had already started that at the end of the Golden Age. We mentioned during the genre episodes that uh, Timely had begun publishing Millie the Model and Tessie the Typist and some some others uh, back in 1945, and those had continued. Um, So in 1951, Martin Goodman renamed the company Atlas Comics. Now, that wasn't just a random name. Martin Goodman actually owned a a distribution company called Atlas News, and so he decided to name his comic company after that. Um, Unfortunately, Atlas Comics was not the same company that Timely had been. Whereas Timely had uh, come up with some original ideas, uh, Captain America being their most prominent one, um, Atlas Comics was really nothing more than a company that followed trends. Basically, Martin Goodman would see that horror comics were selling. So he would tell his writers, put out a bunch of horror comics. And so the idea was just to churn as many titles out as you could and sell them as fast as you could and just keep churning them out until they didn't become profitable anymore and then move on to something else. So Atlas Comics put out maybe, I'd have to go back and check this, might have put out more titles and actually published more comics than any other company during the Atomic Age, but, uh, but none of them were really that good. Uh, so And they would do the same thing with others. Science fiction comics are popular, crank out a bunch of those. Western comics are popular, crank out a bunch of those. And, and they kept going. Um, now, they did, at one point, attempt to revive their superheroes. In 1953, they brought back Submariner, Human Torch, and Captain America. Um, didn't really go over very well, unfortunately. Captain America appeared in a comic called Young Men, uh, number 24 through 28, and uh, another comic called Men's Adventures, number 27 and 28. And then they, they did try to bring back the Captain America title, but it only ran for three issues, 76 to 78, and then it was canceled. So uh, there was about a year in there when they tried to bring back the superheroes, but, uh, but it just didn't work. Um, another problem the company ran into uh, beginning in 1957 is that the... the uh, the company that had been distributing uh, their titles, well, of course, Martin Goodman had been distributing it through uh, his Atlas News company. Martin Goodman decided to shut down Atlas News as, as a distributor, and he contracted with a company called the American News Company. Unfortunately, a year later, American News Company was shut down due to a lawsuit by the Department of Justice, which... Uh, in which the Department of Justice was able to prove that they were involved in uh, restraint of trade. Essentially, they were involved in illegal activities trying to keep other companies out of the market. 
So a year after contracting with them, he all of a sudden found himself without a distributor. So he went to the company that was kind of the only game in town at that point in terms of distributing comic books, and that was Independent News. Well, no problem there, right? Unfortunately, Independent News was owned by a rival, DC. And so the contract he signed with DC restricted Martin Goodman and Atlas Comics to eight titles a month. So the way that Atlas had survived throughout the 50s, which was to just crank out as many comics as you could, no matter what the quality was, wasn't going to work anymore because now they could only put out eight titles a month. And so what Martin Goodman did at that point is he directed Stan Lee to fire all of the creative staff. All the writers and artists were fired. And what they did for the next six months is that they ran a bunch of stories that they had solicited but had never published. And so um, so they were basically really operating on a shoestring at that point. And when they came to the end of those stories, Martin Goodman decided that he was going to go ahead and shut down the company. But something happened that uh, caused him to change his mind. Jack Kirby came back. Now, Jack Kirby had, of course, been working for DC since uh, 1942. Um, he had actually done a little bit of freelance work for Atlas Comics uh, during the 50s. He'd done about, you know, five issues here and there. Um, but uh, Jack Kirby actually came back in 1958 looking for work uh, because he had left DC. He had gotten involved in a lawsuit against an editor at DC which, strangely enough, had nothing to do with anything with DC. It had to do with the rights to a comic strip that this editor and Jack Kirby had done as freelance work outside of their work for DC. But because of the lawsuit between the two, Jack Kirby ended up leaving and went back to Martin Goodman to see if he would be interested in bringing him back on. And, of course, Goodman... Uh, knowing how successful he had been with Kirby uh, back in uh, the early 40s uh, when Kirby with Simon had created uh, Captain America, was glad to have him back. And, of course, that set up the, um, the rebranding of the company in 1961 as Marvel and the launch of the Marvel Universe at that time. But that was still a few years off, and we'll talk about that when we get to the Silver Age. Now, uh, there were a few uh, titles that uh, Atlas published, which ended up uh, running for quite a, a while, um, even into the Marvel era. Millie the Model, which started in 1945, ended up running uh, even into the Marvel years up until December of 1973. So Millie lasted for 28 years. And Patsy Walker, a character who was first introduced in Miss America number no. 2 in 1944, uh, ended up getting her own title, uh, and it was a teen humor title, which ran until 1967. Of course, Patsy Walker would end up being brought back in 1976 as Hellcat, a very different character from the teen humor character she had been for 23 years, uh, but that is where she got her start. Interestingly, Patsy Walker was actually created by a, a writer named Otto Binder, and Otto Binder would go on to do some interesting things such as helped to create the Legion of Superheroes and Supergirl as well. So Atlas Comics published a lot of comics in the Atomic Age. They weren't necessarily very good, but they put a lot of them out there. And the one thing that Atlas Comics did do is at least it kept the company going 
so that they would be set up to uh, start the Marvel Universe in the Silver Age. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you join with us next time as we talk about probably the best company in terms of quality books in the Atomic Age, and that is EC Comics.